Amen. I told uh, Pastor Sue sitting in my office last evening, after all these years, something is so obvious to me now that I don't think I ever really understood before, and that is all of these years we have lived our lives in the cusp of his hands. And you know, Satan lies to us nonstop and tells us that we are alone and that no one cares and that God doesn't care. But Satan's a liar. And we have lived our entire lives in the cusp of his hands. So Acts 17, 27 is true. Acts 17, 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. So don't let Satan lie to you and tell you that you're alone, that no one cares, that God doesn't care. He's a liar. And we are living our lives in the cusp of the Father's hands. So we've been talking about the Word in recent weeks, the word, and we're still in this series on faith and prayer. The Word is always now, and people miss that. Say it out loud, the, the, the Word is always now. The Word is always now. You know, Hebrews 11:1 says, faith is now. Well, the Word is always now. In uh, the Holy Week revivals, we've established that the Word of God is God. That's John 1:1. 1, 1. And faith is based on the Word of God. They're all synonyms. Faith, God, the Word. Well, it's all now. If, if the enemy can get you to thinking that it's all in the past, that it's all history, that it's all ancient, um, then it doesn't really apply to you, does it? Say it out loud. Faith is now. And the Word is now. See, it's a living thing. The Word has always been and will always be the voice of God. The word is never old. You know, people want us to think that, well, we're old-fashioned because, you know, we believe the Bible. Well, the word is never old. The word is always fresh and new. Every time I read through it, I, I'm just shocked. I come across verses. You know, Sue will typically be sitting in my office and I'll say, I, I couldn't count how many times I've read this, but I, I could go to court and lift my hand and say, I've never read this before in my life. Something just comes off the page at you. It's a living thing. Say it out loud. The Word of God, Word of God is, a thing. is a living thing. And to the heart that is in fellowship with the Father, the Word is a present tense living voice from heaven. Turn to your neighbor. Tell him, the Bible is God speaking to you. And the Bible is God speaking to me. You know, and this is why we renew our minds to the Word of God, because this is how we know the will of God. People don't do it anymore, but people would come to us back up at I-30 and say, you know, Pastor, I'm having trouble knowing the will of God. Well, if you don't know the will of God, you're not in the Word of God, because the Word of God is the will of God. Now, when I say that, people will say, well, how is reading the Bible going to help me decide what college to go to or who to marry? When you are in the Word of God, God will give you revelation knowledge on other aspects of your life Amen. because it's a living thing. Amen. And uh, it's just amazing. I mean, I never cease to be amazed. And this year I'm doing the Bible reading a second time and I find myself marking scriptures I'm sure that I didn't mark a few months ago. So, because I'm giving these Bibles to my grandchildren, not, no two of them will, will be the same. Because as you read through on different years of your life, 
different passages just jump off the page. And a lot of that has to do with whatever you're going through. See, uh, if you're born again, you have a recreated spirit man, so you have at least a measure of the spirit dwelling on the inside of you, more so if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. But the point is, if you're born again, your spirit man's recreated when you read the Word of God, which is a living thing, and you're trying to decide what college to go to or who to marry or what job to take or which job offer to ignore. God knows what you're going through, and the Spirit of God will speak to you by the written Word of God, and He will make it come alive to you. And you'll just have wisdom to know how to deal wisely in the affairs of life. And the Word of God is like its author, eternal, unchanging, and living. Jesus was a root out of dry ground to his enemies. In other words, they just didn't understand him at all. And his revelation is a root out of dry ground to the skeptics of today. You know, it's amazing to me, but I think because I'm a Bible believer, I'm the, weird, I'm the least weird dude in town. But people look at you like you're crazy. Well, you know, I know certain things. Amen. I know, I know what a boy is. I know what a girl is. Amen. You know, Amen. in other words, I'm, I'm the least crazy person in town. That's right. Amen. Do you understand? It's, it, and that's the problem. That's what they don't like about the Bible. It's the exact same thing they don't like about the Constitution of the United States. Uh, they want to change it all the time. And they want to change the Word of God all the time. So it's to keep it updated. Well, certain things don't need to be updated. Amen. 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 Jesus' revelation is a revelation of love to his friends and to those who know him and love him. That's all I find in it. You know, some mornings I'll step out the front door and I tell them, I love you and I love your word. I find no fault in your word. Your word is perfect. That's Psalm 119. Your word is perfect, O Lord. But see, to the person who doesn't know God, to the person who hates God, all they find in the word of God is false. Things to criticize. Right. Now there's things that are cultural. We understand that. We do. We understand that. We're smart enough to understand that. You know, for example, what David did at Ziklag, we can't go out here and do that in 2021. We understand some things are cultural. We do. But that doesn't negate... What happened, and, and one reason you can trust the Bible is the Bible tells you the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If the, if, if the Bible didn't tell you stories like David and Bathsheba, well, you couldn't trust it. But the Bible tells you the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so it is a historical record of what happened. And then we study that historical record of what happened, and we draw our conclusions, and we learn lessons. Amen. You know, like with poor old Samson. There's a whole lot of dating lessons in the story of Samson. Amen? <laughs> Hebrews 4.12. I'm going to give you Moffat's translation, Hebrews 4.12. The logos of God is a living thing, active more cutting than any sword with a double edge, penetrating to the very division of soul and joint, soul and spirit, joints and marrow, scrutinizing the very thoughts and conceptions of the heart. And the next verse says, and no created thing is hidden from him. All things lie open and exposed before the eyes of him with whom we have to reckon. So what is he talking about? He's talking about the living logos. 
the living logos. That's what this is. It's not a dead word. It's a living thing. Because in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word didn't think it was robbery to be like God. He's talking about Jesus. It's a living thing. The word, say it out loud. The word of God, word of God is a living thing. And God is saying in these verses in Hebrews that there's no creative thing hidden from the eyes of this living word, but all things lie open before him. It's staggering to see that this word is taking Jesus' place. I think that's one basic concept that Christians have not understood. People just don't have enough respect for the word of God. Let me give you an example. During the millennium, during the 1,000 rule and reign of the Lord Jesus Christ, he, he doesn't have any choice. He's going to rule by this book right here. Amen. So all these people can remake Jesus in their own image. They're not going to be happy during the millennium. And you can read all about the millennium in the book of Isaiah. And it doesn't seem like all the inhabitants of the earth will be real happy about it. My point is, Hollywood, liberal preachers, they're always trying to separate Jesus out from the Word. You can't. Jesus and the Word actually are the same entity. And if we do not renew our minds to the Word of God daily, reason will take the Word's place if we allow it to. Reason will take the Word's place if we allow it to. And reason is our enemy. Now, I'm not talking about reason when you sit down and pay your bills and balance your checkbook. You have to use your reason. I'm not talking about reason when you go into a car dealership and you're trying to decide if you like the blue one or the red one. Uh, there's a time to use reason. But you can't get your body healed with reason. You can't pick a mate with reason. There's a lot of times in life reason will not only fail you, it'll sabotage you. It'll wreck you. Now, I mean, we use our reason to pick a mate, sure, but you, you just can't go by that. Amen. Amen. I mean, I just knew that the will of God, I mean, I just knew, I just knew, I just knew. God, God might send me to Africa, but I just knew God would not make me marry an ugly woman. So, you know, in other words, you could walk by reason to a point, but there's got to come a, a, a time where you've got to have more going on than reason because it'll wreck you. Well, we can't do that. We can't afford that. I don't know how we can do that. Your, your, your natural thinking will wreck you when it comes to any attempt to walk in the power of God and the supernatural. Amen. 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 The senses war against the recreated spirit, holding it in bondage. We have this challenge offering coming up. And so this is the way it works. This is the way it works. See, you don't realize how far we've come, how fast. You don't realize how far we've come, how fast. I don't know if you've noticed the, the new uh, football scoreboard out there. Well, it wasn't that many years ago. We were asking a gas company we were doing business with if they would put a sign up for us. 
And of course, they, they said, sure, we'll put up a sign, a little rinky-dink sign. But we did not have the excess to run the electricity to it. Now you can't even you can't even under, you can't even get your mind around that. Now those were meltdown days, but you know, I'm just saying that you don't even realize how far we came, how fast. Amen. And so then on this sign, we didn't ask nobody nothing. We didn't go, you know we didn't go to anybody with our hand out. We just drew what we wanted, and uh, you know, I'm just saying yes to everything. So I didn't realize it was going to take three I beams to hold the sucker. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, it's a great big honking scoreboard. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And, and, all, and, and not one you pick out of the catalog, but, you know, with all of the custom this and embellishments. Amen. And Amen. you understand what I'm saying? Amen. But that's a long way from somebody saying, we'll give you a sign and us saying, well, we don't have the money to run electricity to it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God will take you a long way. As you grow. Amen. Do you understand that? Amen. God will take you a long way as you grow. Amen. And there's no limit. Now, whatever, whatever level I was operating at in those days was, of course, far beyond where I was operating at, operating at at I-30. Do you understand? Amen. So I keep, uh, I keep progressing. I don't believe Amen. in staying stagnant. Amen. Amen. I don't believe in I don't believe in staying in my place. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I just believe in making progress all the time. Amen. Some years we make greater progress than others. But I I've got your word tonight. Somebody came wanting an answer, and here it is. If you will focus like a laser on God being your source. Nothing, literally nothing, will be impossible for you. Amen. Amen. Because this world is looking to man. Yeah, and that's, a, that's not only a dead end, that's a death end. So on a challenge offering, for example... And uh, Summerall did me a great favor. Dr. Lester Summerall did me a great favor way back. And he told me to do two special offerings a year. He said, call them challenge offerings. He said, challenge the people to ask God what to do. Challenge them to have the faith to take action on what the Holy Spirit told them to do. And uh, he said, you'll be astounded at how much money that brings in over the years. And he was exactly right. But here's what happens. So when you, when you go to God and you ask him how much to give, it'll either happen one of two ways. Either, either you'll have two numbers or you'll have one number and a party of fights against it. But if you have two numbers, you know which one is of the mind because which one is of the mind? The lower number. And then if sometimes you don't have two numbers, you, you know, you just have one number, but there's a, there's a part of you rebelling. And what that is, is that that's your mind. That's, that's sense knowledge. That's natural reasoning. That's natural thinking. And 
I'm convinced that one reason people don't make progress is they get in patterns and they get in routines. And so let's say they're in a $100 a Sunday pattern or routine, and they're in a $1,000 a challenge offering pattern or routine, and, and they just do what's, they just do their habit. And then they don't, they can't connect the dots that their needs are met, but they're not making forward progress beyond their needs being met. Amen. Now, I'm a smart guy, so I understand that if you follow me down this road and it doesn't work at all, you'll quit. But I don't see people quitting. Amen. You understand? In other words, I see people and uh, they're working it. Amen. 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 Think about who created all of this. You know, I mean, who created all of this? It just stands to reason that if you go fishing four hours, you're going to catch more fish than if you go fishing two hours. It just stands to reason that if you sow 100 acres with corn, you're going to have a bigger harvest than if you sow 50 acres with corn. I mean, who designed all of this? Do you understand? And so, and we, we know all of this from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that also shall he reap. He did, he did me such a favor, favor in February of 1997 when he challenged me to put the half million dollars the, uh, into the building project in Mombasa, Kenya, the roof for Bud Sickler, which turned into $600,000. He did me say, it was, it, was it was one of the kindest things he ever did for me in my entire life because he life coached me through it. He life coached me through it. And I'm convinced in my own self, I'm, I could be wrong, but I think he'd already gone to several people and several people had told him no. And I think I was down the list of ways. And he, see, it was <laughs> the power of it. You have no idea. Because he wanted to do this for Bud Sickler before Bud Sickler went to be with the Lord. The whole thing was about Bud Sickler. Totally. 100%. And so I'm convinced. I could be wrong. You know, I've been wrong before. But I'm convinced that he had, he had spoken to several ministers. And I was down the list. And when he got to me, because he's never life coached me like that before or since. He just doesn't deal with me like that. He deals with me like a daddy. You know, this is what I want done, do it. Amen. But on that occasion, he life coached me and he said, now, now look, you don't think you can do this. But he said, I'm telling you, you can't. And I looked it up. If I remember right, I looked it up uh, January, 30, 19, January 31, 1997. If I remember right, the church had $179,000 on hand. And you understand, you, you can't give up everything you have because you got payroll. you got to have so much money to cross 30 days. Does that make sense? Yeah. you got to have so much money laying around to cross the 30 days. So he said to me, he said, you don't th see, he was, he was life coaching me. It's one of the kindest things he ever did for me in my entire life. Now, I didn't understand all of this about the two kinds of knowledge at that point.
but he was life coaching me through it. You don't think you can, but I'm telling you, you can. In other words, he was life coaching me through it. He didn't say this, but what he was saying in my 2021 way of thinking, he was saying, now, your sense knowledge man, your rational man, your mind will tell you you can't do it. But if you'll just reach a little further down on the inside of you to your recreated spirit man, your recreated spirit man will agree with me when I tell you you can do it. Yes. Do you see that? Amen. And then that's not sense knowledge. That's revelation knowledge. Yes. Amen. Now, you can sit down and, and, and pay your bills and balance your checkbook with your, your rational mind, with sense knowledge. <laughs> but but you, can't, you can't speak to the winds and the waves with your rational mind and with sense knowledge. Right. Right. Do you see that? <laughs> you can't speak the word to someone and say about this time next year and they turn up with child. You can't do that with sense knowledge. You got to have some revelation knowledge going. Do you understand? So you can do things by the spirit you can never do by the mind. You can do things by revelation knowledge you can never do by sensory knowledge. And, of course, it takes wisdom to know the difference. It does. That's why at Faith Christian Center, we don't write faith checks. You know, no missionaries ever gotten a faith check from us. You know, when, when the Lord told me to do that, we didn't, I didn't uh, call the office back home and tell them to send Bud Sickler a $500,000 faith check because well, we didn't have $500,000. You know, well, that would have been a faith. No, that's not faith. That's presumption. Actually, it's lying you're telling somebody you got it you don't have it and so we raised the money we raised the money and as we raised the money in real time we took it to him first check we took to him was a quarter of a million dollars half of it and uh, then as we raised the money we sent it to him but I think you come in here and you know me now and you just think well you know he, these people have always operated at this level no 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 you know, Sue told a story Sunday at 9 o'clock, a little gal that uh, wrote a testimony about her first job out of college. She came to me up at I-30. She was just a little scrawny little girl. And, you know, Pastor, can, can you install some swings on, on the playground? Well, we didn't have the money for swings. And so I don't remember what kind of nice things I said to her to put her off. But, you know, bottom line is, uh, and then by the time I finally got around to it, well, she was too old to want the swings. But I told her, I said, well, I got it done. You wanted it done, it's done. Amen. Amen. But people think, they come in here in recent days and they think, well, we've just always operated at this level. No, we grew into this. And if, if we grew into this, because God is no respecter of persons, because we grew into this, you can grow into new levels yourself. Amen. Can you see it? Amen. And even if you don't, even if, even if you are so misguided, you think that God doesn't think that much of you, well, you're sitting here, you're connected to me, so you get a free ride to a certain extent. Amen. Yeah, a lot of faith is like water skiing. The boat does the work, you ride. Amen. Now, you got to keep your balance. Amen. you got to keep your eyes open. Yeah, amen. But uh, you're not doing the work, you're riding. Amen.
It's amazing. He said to me the other day, he said, you gave, you gave that $100,000 mid-year last year at my command. He said, don't you realize you've taken in a million dollars this year ahead of last year so far. He said, don't you see that right there's 10 times. Amen. But it didn't make any sense because we were, we were working, 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 working in, in the year of the corona to uh, get this property paid off. It didn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And this is the reason a lot of churches can't make any forward progress because that's awful harsh. Because they have boards where they vote people onto the board. And then, uh, look, you know as well as I do, everybody on the school board and the city council, all that, they're all exactly the wrong people. Because they want to be there. Do you understand that? And the people that want to be, who, my, one of our early attorneys asked me, he said, Pastor, he said, how come you've never run for the school board? I said, I'm busy. He said, exactly. He said, they're all the wrong people. Because he said, everybody that wants to raise their children, invest in their children, build a business, they don't want to get involved in that. And he said, so who wants to get involved in that? Busy buddies. And so, these churches where they elect somebody to be the, the board of directors, well, who wants to stand to run for it? We worked in a church where that happened. They, uh, there was not a godly man on the board. They were copperheads and rattlers and water moccasins. <laughs> they wanted something. See? And so if you, if you have that kind of a setup, are you listening to me? You preachers that are home in your pajamas instead of working on a Wednesday night. If you have that kind of a setup and the Lord says to you, now I want you to give $100,000 to this Bible school over here, they can do that. Because the copperheads, the water moccasins, and the rattlers will never vote for it. So we have to have a system whereby we have people who are, they, they're, they're rationally minded. They, they do have sense knowledge, but they understand there's times you can't go by that and you have to go by revelation knowledge. Amen. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit of God and go past what your brain tells you you can do and cannot do, and you've got to take action on revelation knowledge. Amen. And that's how you get miracles. Amen. I mean, don't you think... When, when Abraham was leading that boy up Mount Moriah, don't you think his brain was fighting him every step of the way? I mean, think about what Jesus went through. And this no count, no good Judas Iscariot selling him out for 30 pieces of silver. And Jesus is supposed to give up his life for, for the rabble that he had encountered. I mean, he was the ultimate new creation man, but he had a brain. He had sense knowledge. He was a carpenter. Now, you might have been through an, uh, an open house where the carpenter didn't have any sense knowledge. <laughs> but in ancient days, to be a carpenter, he had to have sense knowledge. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And look at, 
See, and the world will criticize us and say, oh man, you're just, you're, just, you're just crazy for operating by faith. I submit to you, they're operating by faith right now out here. They have no idea what they're doing. Amen. They just believe. Well, I choose not to believe that. Amen. Amen. I choose to believe the old ways are the best ways. Amen. Amen. I choose to believe the Bible. I choose to believe that God knows more about it than uh, some... Buddy with a fancy degree from a fancy school and some, and some uh, major I never heard of. That's right. Amen. From the sociology department. <laughs> to be led by God is one of the greatest privileges a man has. Amen. Because to be led by God is to walk with him. Amen. You can't walk with God with your mind. Now, you cross the street with your mind. You drive your car, hopefully, with your mind. <laughs> but there are, are times to walk with God. You cannot walk by the mind. You've got to walk by faith, and you've got to walk by the Spirit, and you've got to walk by the Word. So acting upon the Word doesn't appeal to the senses. In fact, your senses will rebel at you for taking action upon the Word of God. And if we do not renew our minds to the word of God daily, reason will take the place of God's word if we allow it to. And that's what has happened. Because you understand as church attendance has gone down, 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 faith in the word of God has also gone down, 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 down. And I, I still say, say in these 18 months, I have not heard one politician talk about the way, even, even to make some innocuous statement like this to make reference to the immune system God gave us. I've not heard one. Now, there may be somewhere, but I haven't heard it. God has gotten no credit. We did watch a video with a German epidemiologist, and, and he gave God credit. But I have heard no politician give God any, not a scintilla of, of credit whatsoever. Just man, 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 man. And of course, you understand where all this is headed. It's headed to totalitarianism. I mean, Australia, God bless you Australians. I mean, they're spraying children who don't wear masks in the face with pepper spray. How does, how does, how does spraying a child in the face with pepper spray because they're not wearing a mask, how does that help public health? It doesn't. Or how about beating a man with a baton because, you know, he's uh, outside of his house. I, I'm beating the hell out of you because I want you to be healthy. <laughs> Literally. And then worse, what kind of policeman or army person would go along with this. They should resign in mass. They should resign in mass. I mean, to be turned on your own countrymen. But that's where the world's headed. And this is nothing 
You know what this is? This is the previews before the show. And the show's coming up. And you may wish the movie would end, but it's going to last seven years. And this, this, these are just the previews. Amen. So the senses war, the, the sense knowledge man, the reason of man wars against the recreated spirit, holding it in bondage. See, your average Christian out here, their recreated spirit man has never, he's never been turned loose. He's never been fed. He's never been uh, encouraged. He's never been released. He's never been trained. This is a story back from the 70s. Back in the 70s, Kenneth Copeland told a story about the day he was called and the Lord gave him a vision and, and, the, and he saw a group of God's people and they looked like uh, those people coming out of concentration camps at the end of World War II. And, and he, he wasn't looking at their physical bodies, he was looking at their spirit man. And they were all emaciated, they were all withered down, they were all... Uh, you know, like they've been held captive. And that, that was an accurate vision and description that, or, or, or picture that God gave Kenneth Copeland in those days because that's what happens when your spirit man, your recreated spirit man is held captive by sense knowledge and by reason. He's not, he's not let out. He's not allowed out. He's not allowed to breathe. He's not allowed to operate. He's not allowed to do what he was meant to do. He's meant to take action on the Word of God. And that's how that recreated spirit man grows and develops. Until the mind is renewed to the Word of God, the Word will never have its place in the believer's life. Reason must give way and give place to the Word of God. Reason often robs the Word of its authority. Well, that can't be because... But when I know that his word is as authoritative today as it was when it fell from the master's lips and from the pens of the holy men of old as they were moved upon by the Holy Spirit of God, then it becomes a living thing on my lips. The Father's word on Jesus' lips accomplished great things. His words hushed the sea. His words quieted the wind and the waves. His words raised the dead. His words fed the multitudes. Somebody might say, well, pastor, that was Jesus. The only reason we don't operate as they did in the book of Acts is we have allowed reason to hold our spirit man in bondage. That's it. And his living word on lips of faith will do the same thing today. When you know that the word of God is speaking, you will speak the word of God with, with authority. You remember that faith in God is faith in his word. You want to build your faith, feed upon the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God, confess the Word of God, take action on the Word of God. How do you build up your spirit, man? Matthew 4, 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let me ask you a question. I asked you a question, I think, 10 days ago. Could the last 18 months have happened if there had been 100 Christian billionaires in the United States of America and everybody said no? But let me ask you this. Could the last 18 months have happened if for every hour people watched CNN and MSNBC, instead they had read their Bibles? Let me run this by again. Could the last 18 months have happened if every hour 
every American spent watching CNN and MSNBC if they had instead spent that time reading their Bibles? No. It couldn't have happened. No. It couldn't have happened. No. See, what actually happened, see, because your, your, sense, knowledge, your sense knowledge man, your, your reason man will tell you that the Bible doesn't make any sense, but your sense knowledge man and reason is exactly what has led uh, the country and the world down this moronic path. First thing the Taliban did, first thing the Taliban did was shut down the vaccine sites. You know what they figure? They're an ancient people. They figured, well, we've lived this long without this. And you know what else they figure? That's the West. Interesting. And you ought to do yourself a favor and look this up. Israel, and how many are in the hospital right now versus Palestine, and how many are in the hospital right now, and how, what percentage of Israel is vaccinated, and 1% and of the Palestinians are vaccinated. So, see, but, but in other words, you thought your mind would save you. You thought science would save you. You look to your God-called government and man, has he messed you up. Yep, that's right. I'm not against, you know, you don't do whatever you want. But tell me, pastor, you do whatever you want. See, in other words, I have no, I have no skin in the game. But, uh, you know, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Amen. That I know. Amen. So your mind will lie to you. Sense knowledge will lie to you. Reason will lie to you and will mock the things of God. Well, you know, you're, you're, you're just... Uh, they want you to believe... That, now listen, they want you to believe that everybody that is opposed to their medical totalitarian agenda is a... Make America Great Again hillbilly. But what would you suppose, what educational group would you suppose is the least vaccinated right now, tonight? PhDs. PhDs. So obviously it's not MAGA hillbillies that are the problem. And I would guess the reason for that is maybe those people with those degrees read. Yeah. They don't sit there and watch TV and just, oh, I, I got, you know, I, I'm a believer, you know. <laughs> I'm just using this as an illustration. I'm not trying to, you know, teach on it. But I want you to understand how dangerous it is. What about all these Christians by the millions sending little Tom and uh, Jane and uh, Sue and, uh, you know, little Billy down to the public school? And what if all those children are from non-full gospel churches and non-word preaching churches and they tell Billy he can be Jane and they tell Jane she can be Billy 
And all that child knows is how to operate by sense, knowledge, and by the rational mind. And these are authority figures. These are authority figures telling them all this. Are you hearing me? So even our little ones, there's a reason we do what we do at Faith Christian Center. And, and I don't understand these lazy preachers reopening their churches without children's ministries. God help you. Those children are more valuable than you will ever be in your entire lifetime. Amen. And I don't care if they're four, five, six, how old. They need to be in a place where they hear the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Amen. They need to have more going on in their little lives than sense knowledge Amen. and rational thinking. Amen. They need to be able to know intuitively this is wrong and this, this person right here is hinky. Do you understand? And you can't get that by sense knowledge. But you can get it down here in a knowing. And then actually they have to be more protected because they don't have life experience. Yeah. See, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And you can't build faith by feeding on any other kind of food. Romans 10, 8, but what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. And verse 17 in the King James says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So unbelief in the word is unbelief in him, the author of the word. And it's our attitude toward the word that settles everything. I, I, think I, I think I have the mind of God on this, that the less word you have, the less common sense you have. Amen. And people just go along with whatever. It's amazing to me. But there's more to it going on than that. Years ago, It was 2018 or 2019, and I'm, I'm in, it's February. I'm studying for the Holy Week Revival and the Week of Increase, and I'm sitting at the desk for hours, and I'm tired, and I'm stiff, and I get up just to stretch, and I'm standing there at the French windows overlooking the lake, and I, I had not asked him. I had not questioned him. He just volunteered it. He said to me, he said, you've wondered why half, it seems like half the people out here are crazy. This is either 2018 or 2019. He said, you, you've wondered why it seems like about half the people out here are crazy. And he said, once they went along with abortion, they seared their minds as with a hot iron. And he said, now they'll believe anything. Now, can't we see this in the last 18 months? They'll believe anything. They'll believe anything. So our attitude toward the word of God settles everything. You remember that man's word gives faith in man and God's word when revealed and unveiled gives faith in God. Faith cometh by hearing, but you know what else comes by hearing? We learned this in the last 18 months. Fear comes by hearing. Say it out loud. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And fear comes by hearing. 
So the word of man is what that man is, and the word of God is what God is. Luke 137, no word from God shall be void of power. That's the American Standard Version. And this is what the angel said to Mary about the birth of Jesus. No word from God shall be void of power. Say it out loud. No word from God shall be void of power. And Mary answered, be it unto me according to thy word. What if we could just get believers to say that to the master today, be it unto me according to thy word. They would shake this modern age to its foundations. Luke 137 could be translated, nothing is impossible to the word of God. Say it out loud, nothing is impossible to the word of God. So the word of God on your lips can be as mighty as the word of God on the master's lips. But we've got we've to renew our minds to the word of God. Jesus fasted 40 days. Satan comes along to tempt him. How did Jesus get rid of the devil? By, by, by citing some sociological uh, master's uh, thesis? How did he get rid of the devil? Jesus said, well, you know, Mr. Devil, I think this, and Mr. Devil, I think that. Is that, is that because he was the son of God. Is that how he got rid of the devil? How did he get rid of the devil? He quoted the Bible to him. The Bible he had was the Old Testament. He quoted the Bible to him, not once, not twice, but three times. So the word of God on your lips can, and if Jesus had to do that to get rid of the devil, why would you think you don't have to do that to get rid of the devil out of your life? So the word of God on your lips can be as mighty as the word of God on Jesus' lips. And you remember what Jesus said. In John 12, 49, for I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. And that's what this right here is. This is the Father speaking to us. And we are his sons and his daughters, and we have every right to pick it up. We have every right to pick it up and to say it and to rehearse it, and we have every right to do what he said we could do. We can cast out devils, amen, we can lay our hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Didn't say they might recover. Didn't say, you know, maybe they'll recover. They shall recover. Amen. 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 Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Amen. Amen. How about this one? How about this one from the Old Testament? No plague shall come nigh unto my tent. Amen. Say it out loud. No plague, no plague shall come nigh unto my tent. So we just have to understand that there are two kinds of knowledge. There's a time to walk by sense knowledge. Sure there is. But there's a time where that won't do you any good at all. And then we have got to renew our minds to the word of God to where we have confidence. Amen. Amen. And I mentioned something last Wednesday night that was not in the notes, and the Lord's reminding me of it tonight, and that is this, that as you renew your mind to the word of God and as you walk with God, there's another level. And that level is you say some things and the Lord just shows up and backs you up. Now that won't happen as as we're talking out of our minds. But as we renew our minds to the word of God, our spirit man will say some stuff. You want to see see that? Just go back and watch the Holy Week Revival 2020. Because I was saying some crazy stuff. But it was, it was I, don't, I don't know that I'm going to say it was by the spirit, but I know it was by my recreated spirit man, and every word of it came to pass. Amen. 
So there's a place in God. Say it out loud. There's a place in God, a place in God where God, where God will, not let will not let any of my words, any of my words fall, to fall to the ground. 